I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. Have you ever looked yep. like just like scroll down your spam folder in uh, in Gmail? Uh, I delete it very frequently, at least like twice a day. Oh, really? Wow, really? Dang. Yeah, I never delete mine. Yeah. I mean, it automatically deletes, but so I'm looking well, right I mean, now. I'm again. I'm in at least two meetings a day, so I have time to clean out my inbox and all that. <laughs> so the the thing that I love about it is that I get like the most random porn spam with just really strangely worded. Like titles and stuff. Do you get any of this? Uh, not in like my work gmails or anything, but yeah. In my personal, I've seen them before. I have one that says, "Tonight is all about you, darling." <laughs> <laughs> and this other one says, "Hot, sexy women have new style." They got the new style, man. You can't say no to that. Ah, uh, yeah. Good old spam folders. Spice up your life with a new romance. If you're single, answer me now. All right, so we need to talk, Jace Defer. I have a question for you. Well, okay, fine. Why don't I you know, go then? I know you stayed in your same hometown. Your Greenville is your hometown, right? I'm just going to call you out and like tell Greenville exactly is my hometown. Yes, I live in Greenville. Have you ever lived outside of Greenville for any period of time? No. Did you move around a lot as a kid, like different schools and stuff? No. Okay, yeah. I I was just curious. I just I I don't think I've ever asked you before. I just was like confirming that. Yeah, I lived in the same house for seventeen years, and then in the next house until I started like living with my now wife. I mean, I was like twenty two or something. So I basically never. I only moved once as a kid, and I was already like driving and stuff by then. God damn, that's crazy. Yeah, my parents. Yeah, that seems like so bizarre to me. Oh really? Yeah, my uh, my parents wanted to move a long time before then because we lived in like a really junky house from you know like when when they first had me they had zero money and they just bought like a super cheap house in a rent on neighborhood and stuff um, and so they wanted to move once my dad started making some better money but I didn't want to because all my friends lived there so I kind of forced them into as much as a kid can force parents to do something I was just like no we're not moving we're not gonna do it <laughs> and then when I was seventeen there was supposedly like historically low mortgage rates. So they were, they just kind of got me excited about getting a you know a house with a big room or something, and that did it. Gotcha. And then you were there until you moved out with your now wife. Yeah, we moved into Crazy. a we moved into a little tiny townhome with her brother for for a good while for like a year or so. That was fun. Super fun. Why do you ask that? No, I mean I mean all of our episodes are basically about how we're polar opposites, but somehow. <laughs> get along well enough um that that was another thing that i was thinking about because i would, i was thinking about like my childhood and i think i mean I, uh, preschool was like in one place then kindergarten was in another place then first grade was on the other side of the island then uh second grade was in another place on the other side of the island then third grade was back on the kona side of the island for like two years then i moved to like a different place but still on the corner side of the island for all the way until you know high school and i dropped out 
So like it, it was it there's just like a lot of moving around. Like every every year was a new school when I was a kid and like I would just meet new people essentially every school year. Did you hate it? <clears throat> I never realized anything about it. Like it, it's more of like a, a retrospective type of thought. I was just like, oh, maybe that's why I don't <laughs> value like connecting with people and stuff as as much as I should. Like, you know how everybody wants to be everybody's friend and stuff. I'm just like, yeah, I don't I don't need people. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird timing because one of the things I want to talk about today is how I need a friend at my new job. But we'll get to that. I know. So, yeah, you need a, a manager friend. I, I had a glance of, of that. Of the chat? Title. Oh, that thing? Yeah. So, so you think that that's it? You think that having, like, forcing yourself to split from people so often as a kid made you not want to well, form strong bonds as an, an adult? I feel like it caused a, a sense of detachment for sure. But I mean, oh, fuck, there was something else. Too. Oh, I mean, like I was a latchkey kid as well, too. Like I I was just kind of on my own and, and doing whatever. So like there was that as well. So I was just kind of like out there on my own and then figuring it out and then like plopped into a whole new environment. Not really a new environment, but a different section in the same environment with all new faces and people than like, you know. As soon as I get comfortable there, plucked out of there and dropped into another one. Why I guess did y'all move so much? Uh, I mean, a lot of it is a lot of drama. A lot of crazy, like, early turmoil with, like, family stuff and whatever. So it was, like, getting away from people or moving closer to people, all family-related? All of it, and as well as, like, my mom finally getting her shit together, and then she moved to the other side of the island to do... Uh, nursing school you know single mother four kids and stuff pulled herself through all that so like a lot of tough times in there as well but yeah i mean it's just life circumstances like bringing out all the bad shit and trying to get back on track have they have they like when did that stop does your family still move around a lot everybody's not in hawaii anymore right so or at least most of them no one from like my immediate family or on my mom's side of the family is in Hawaii anymore. Um, but I mean, we, we kind of moved around a lot. We we've stayed in the Pacific Northwest, but have moved in the Pacific Northwest for like the past since 2004. So I'd say that's been like the most consistent like area, even though it's like a bigger area, like everyone's kind of in Seattle ish area. And then, mm-hmm. you know, one sister moved to Portland and like the rest of the family eventually moved around the Portland, Vancouver area. And then we we're all just kind of around there now. Now I'm down in Eugene, so that's it. That's it. The the, uh, the reason I think that's interesting is that I like even as an adult, moving is just a, such a terrifying thing for me. I mean, first of all, just because it's so much work, like packing up everything and dealing with movers and finding a new place and buying, like putting an offer on it, and you know, just whatever. Um, but second of all, what dealing with movers? I mean, your wife popped out four of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're huge and strong, and they don't complain at all yep. when you ask them to carry things. You, you um, gotta train them. You got you got the setup in your office. You gotta you gotta get them there in there lifting weights. Oh yeah, yeah, that should be safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? And, but then it's also like in addition to just all of the overhead of just you know annoyance of moving. Yeah, I mean like leaving neighbors behind, and I don't know. It just seems. Seems scary to me. Well, like, and to me, like, 
being friendly with neighbors is is awkward for me. Like I've only had really bad experience with neighbors up until probably this house, like where I'm at now. Huh. Like it's it's either bad neighbors or I don't I don't care to know the neighbors because I don't give a shit. I'm not going to be here very long. Why? Why would I even care? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I I don't I don't I never really had a I mean, I guess maybe like in the house I grew up in, there were some sketchy neighbors, but um but we kind of knew everybody, you know, you knew which houses to avoid and stuff. I don't know. But now, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't want to be the new person in a neighborhood. I don't really, because I feel like as a new person, you like have to go out of your way to make sure you like, I don't know, maintain your lawn and don't let your kids scream outside. And because you're making first impressions with people, I just don't want to deal with all that noise. Yeah. And you care way too much about what other people think. Yeah. I did think of a tangent. That's kind of funny. Um, about bad neighbors when i lived in hawaii uh it, it was basically the the landlord had bought one lot and then split the lot in half and had two smaller like house setups on it so like from my bedroom window to the other person's window was probably like four feet mm-hmm. um and like it was kind of like a shared driveway but like you know the imaginary line like this is my half of the property type of bullshit Anyway, um, we we would play video games and we were playing like Diablo 2, me and like a couple friends one night and we were like super loud and it was maybe like 11 at night and uh, this fucking neighbor guy comes over in his BBDs, like his, his white underwear and he's just like, you guys are being so disruptive and blah, 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 blah. You, could you guys just like go play video games on the other side of the house or something? And, like, I was just standing there, I was laughing, I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Why'd you come over here in your underwear? Could you put on some fucking pants? What the fuck, dude? And, like, he just kept getting angry, like, his face would turn red, and, like, shoulders started turning red, like, it was just turning his whole body red with anger, and we were just like, fuck you, get out of here, you yeah. piece of shit. And, like, he called the cops on us, but the cops came over and just, like, you guys are just playing video games, you're not drinking or smoking fighting or anything no just just three nerds hanging out and he's like okay have a good night and then left yeah Yeah, that that neighbor was the worst yeah neighbors neighbors are tricky man you gotta like the thing about them is that you uh you're i mean most of the time you're fine but if you get stuck with one next to a bad one then you're, you're just totally screwed you know like what are you gonna move again to get away from a neighbor you could but that's just a, a huge pain in the butt but I'm too spiteful and pity or petty to to have a bad neighbor. Like it, it's just a bad a bad mix. Because I'm all I'm just I'm gonna be like, all right, this is my entertainment now. I was curious what I was gonna do in this new neighborhood. Now it's just to fuck up your life. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like when Jim didn't know what he was gonna do that one day, and then he realized that he could prank Dwight by following him. I don't remember what it was. Man, I'm not feeling it this week. I'm like I'm super. I feel him what. Just it. I don't know. I just feel like man, just tired. Let's Come on, talk about it. I had. Let's hear it. For one thing, I had fourteen meetings yesterday, and um, okay, we need to stop there for a second. Um, there's not even fourteen hours in a day, a work day. So how yeah. how did you fit that? So it was like a bunch of like fifteen, thirty minute meetings, forty five minute meetings, like all different increments. Yeah, there were three that were 15 minutes and a few that were half an hour and then a few that any, were an hour. Any actual breaks between them, at least on the calendar? Um, I had a lunch break 
I, I always make sure to get a solid lunch break. <laughs> like I actually like leave my desk for a solid hour every day, which is helpful, but not that helpful because I spend the whole time making lunch for my kids and like parenting and stuff. So it's still exhausting. 14 meetings. I think, I think if that happened, I would probably impale myself with a barbell. It's like, God, I don't know, like it's, I don't know what to do about it, man. I can't point to one and say that wasn't valuable. You know, like there are none that are just obviously a waste of time. I've, I've gotten rid of all the ones that are obviously a waste of time. So I'm at the point now where if I wanted to get better, I actually have to like cut some stuff, some some real stuff. You know, cut some meat. Well, yeah. I mean, couldn't you like align it with goals and stuff? Yeah, it's like probably more immediate focus. goals. It's a focused conversation. One problem is that I have two teams, and so I have you know two sets of retros and two sets of refinement and all that kind of stuff. But what do you mean you have two teams? I just I manage two different teams. I thought you only managed that that one team. It's split into two teams now. Just because they have more developers now, or something? Yeah, it had it got to nine people, which is just too many engin- nine engineers, which is just too many for one team. So we split them. That way it's smaller teams. People gel better and they each have more focus on the things they're working on instead of having a ton of stuff in progress and all that. And now, now that you have two teams, you can pit them against each other to get better work out of them. That's true. Yeah. I'm, I plan on uh, I plan on making a competition and who, whichever team loses, the entire team just gets fired immediately. You two, fight to the death. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm dead. I'm done. I'm dead. I'm done. I feel very dead and dead done. Dead and before this call, before this call, there was a a two and a half hour training that like I was excited about it because I thought it'd be like you know you sit there and they talk at you and you're just like relaxing and whatever and listening, but it was intense like that you got broken up into small groups and we spent a full hour discussing this situation and I'm just make sure that it's nothing bad was happening and stuff like that. Discussing the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the situ- if you want to, if you want to hear about it, the situation was like there's a fake org, like a reorg, and one person's leading your team, but her best friend is staying on your team, and then three new people are coming on your team. Like, how do you communicate this and make sure everybody's happy? And one of the new people is having trouble onboarding. Like, what do you do about that? And just oh, okay. Stuff. Like, it was valuable, but it way was just... bo- way more boring than I anticipated. I-, I was thinking more of like a Robert California from The Office when he writes the lists. Oh, oh! You mean like, like a he big just drama splits situation? all the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He splits the people into two different lists, but he doesn't tell anybody what it's for. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, they finally pry it out of him. He's just like, "There's winners and there's losers." Yeah, that would have been more fun. This was more realistic for though. sure. Yeah, sad. Why are you doing realistic stuff at work? What's the point in that? Oh, and I just looked at my calendar for tomorrow, and besides lunch break, Why? I have calls from ten to five straight through. Oh, so man. is this where you just smash your head against the desk? And then the same thing Thursday. Friday is my only real break because that's like Friday is like a focus day at Wayfair. And you're not supposed to book meetings on Fridays. But because of that, I tend to book like appointments and, you know, like errands and stuff on Fridays. Right. So I've got a doctor's appointment and we're doing a podcast and I got to take my dog to the vet. And so, <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to die. Oh, poor baby. I'm tired. tired of talking to people. Uh, I mean, I would like it better if you stopped talking to me altogether. Yeah, and like you, you can keep booking me for podcasts. Your actions do not match your words, <laughs> butthead. Uh, I believe you booked this one, just FYI. 
Nuh-uh. It's named LOL, so I know that you did it. You originally did it. I want to declare... Anyway. Have I talked to you about... Will you shut up for a second? Have I talked to you about... Hold on a second. Shut up. What? Have I talked to you about... No. Hold on. (laughs) Have I talked to you about... Hold on, wait. (laughs) Ah. I talked to you about calendar bankruptcy or like 80. Yeah, we've talked about this, right? Yeah, okay, I remember now. Like, what's the bare minimum of of things you could, events you could go to or whatever and get by with your job? Sounds like you don't need me for this conversation. Well, I am. You and you got it pretty good. I'm reevaluating. When we originally talked, I'm remembering now. When we originally talked about it, I, I said that I could only go to one day of meetings a week. And do, gotcha. do no other work, and that would be enough to not get fired if I like responded to people on Slack and stuff. Um, I, th- I don't think I could do that anymore. I don't think there's any way for me to cut three whole days worth of meetings out of my life and not get fired yeah, for do, it. What do you think the realistic number is now with how insane your your calendar is this week? All right, let's see. If I I have one on ones with we'll say twelve ish people on any given week. So that's six hours, and I have to do those. Out- do you ever go over? Uh, no, because I can't, because I always have a meeting booked right up against it. Okay. Um, so that's six hours that I absolutely have to go to. Um, let's say, for the sake of discussion, I told my teams I'm not going to go to Retro, and I'm not going to go to Refinement. I'm not going to go to... Like, I'm basically not going to go to any internal team meetings anymore, um, just, you know, because this is a, an experiment. So all of that would disappear... Yeah, I think I yeah, I think I might be able to make a day work. I just think I would be completely disconnected from the work and not actually valuable at all outside of just, you know, a one-on-one conversation, but I probably wouldn't get fired. I'd probably just limp along. <laughs> you mean just continue as you are? No, I'm killing it, dude. I'm freaking I'm killing, killing it. it, dude. I'm freaking I'm burnt killing out it, and dude. killing it. I'm I don't know. I so I'm running on fumes and I'm killing it. <laughs> I'm killing it. Next week maybe looks better. Next week does look a little bit better, but that's just gonna fill up too. I know it will. No, it will. Yep. I'm gonna start like spoofing Wayfair emails and email accounts, and then gonna start sending invites to meetings on your calendar. Well, maybe you can block time off for a while. Do that, and I'll accept them, and then people won't book over top of it, and then I won't have to feel bad about be- it. Such a weird scheme. Did you, ever hear, did you ever hear about that? Like, what was it? It's like a service that you could text it maybe or like schedule it or something, but it would do a fake phone call to you to get you out of like a date or an uncomfortable conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So this is like that. I Save um, calendar spots. I've been trying to figure out. So I think I'm, am I burned out? I don't know if I'm burned out. I think I'm just tired. Um, maybe Maybe that's what burned out is though. I don't feel like I have the right to be burned out after five months when I haven't accomplished anything. Well, I mean, you especially have no right to be burned out ever. You and your cushy life. I'm sitting on my biscuit, never having to risk it. <laughs> Living that comfortable life. And I I read a book again. Um, again. I read Let's a go, book. Let's go, Chase. Have you read a book by chance? <laughs> in your life? Well, in book. this book. For so I've been I've been trying to figure out why I don't feel like a sense of home at Wayfair like I did at Phase Two, and you know I, I just felt like it was like you know those are my people those are I don't really like the word family because that's kind of weird and creepy to talk about 
your coworkers like your family but like whatever people mean when they say that word that's what i felt like and i don't feel like that at the new job and i've been trying to figure out why that is and yeah i mean i think it's we kind of hinted at it earlier but i think it's because like i don't have any friends that aren't people who report to me and those don't count because i'm their manager and that's fundamentally different uh, yeah you're in a situation where you're explicitly the other and you have no like social network in the company anymore mm-hmm. to rely on and i have like peers but we're not friends really like we're you know we get along you're not chumming it up we're not chumming it up jace we're not insulting each other or like you and i did and that's how we got to know each other you know i, I mean you probably won't ever find another person like me i need to like find a wayfair that'd be insane i need to find but let me know person. for sure that I can ridicule, though, because rid- ridicule is my love language, and I need to find somebody who can take it without getting offended. Isn't that great? It really is. Yeah. I read a book. What I was getting at is the, the book I read, First Break All the Rules, is they have these 12 questions that are like, the, these questions are highly correlated with happiness and you know effectiveness and whatever. And one of the questions is, do you have a best friend at work? And like, I just totally don't. I don't have anybody. And that sucks, man. You really don't. Yeah. You need to make a new one. I never, I didn't, I didn't realize I had to be intentional about that. And it feels like I have to go. Well, I mean, you don't if you try or like if you just find the right people, get the right chemistries together. I think it's, I think it's the right frustrations coming out. I don't know how, I don't know how that would happen. Like it's easy when I'm an engineer and I can just be really, really good friends with the other people on my team, you know, but when the other people on my team are managed by me and that doesn't work. So I have to like find people from other teams. And weasel my way in, and it feels like yeah. Is there like, is there a support group for this amongst the Wayfair ecosystem? I mean, there's like manager guilds and horizontal mentoring, which is just like a small group of people. I don't know, man. I want I want a very specific type of friend. I think that's part of the problem. Is like there are people, especially okay. So to get specific, there's a horizontal mentoring group I work I meet with. It's uh, me and four other people. We meet like every every two or three weeks or something. And we just kind of talk for like an hour about the struggles we're dealing with and stuff. And like, that's fine. And I, you know, I know them and that they're helpful, but I don't think I could call any of them stupid idiots and it would bring us closer together. And, you know, like See, it's not that type of relationship. But I, I feel like your, your level of ridicule and like being vulgar and stuff is so minuscule that you could just throw that out there randomly and be like, Oh, what? Never mind, Sorry. And people be like, that was weird. Whereas, like, if I if I say what I normally say to you, it it could lead somewhere. People definitely are just like, "Why is Jay so angry?" <laughs> it's because you're you're uh, you don't have the button to to tell people you're being serious right then. Take me seriously, button. It's true, but I am manic all the time. What does that remind me of? My manic manic all the time. What is that? Da 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 da. Party all the time. Oh, yeah, that's that Eddie Murphy song. My girl wants to party all the time. <laughs> I'm really happy like you got 80s. there on your own. Do you know that song? I do. I do song. know that song. Of course, you know all those random, stupid old songs. Yes. Not my fault, though. That's it's usually my friend's fault. Your friends, do your friends sing you Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Jordan, Jordan went on a little bender there for a second and, like, Listen to the whole album that that's from and stuff that Eddie Murphy put out. The Eddie Murphy is pretty funny. He went on an Eddie Murphy bender. That's pretty cool. All right. So what do I do? 
Give me advice. So what do you do? Making friends? Um, well, I am an expert at making new friends, especially in my 30s. <laughs> so let me just tell you how easy it is for me. How easy is it for you? It's actually pretty easy. A lot of people get mad along the way, though. Um, and you have to, like, not care when people get mad at you is basically uh, it. I can't do that. You know I can't do that. Well, you, you kind of have to, like, I don't know. You, you kind of have to just be yourself, whatever that is, to everyone. And then some people like it and some people don't. It's risky, man. Myself is very polarizing. That's why. I'm, and I'm, mine isn't. Well, yeah, and look what it gets you. It gets you people that think that you're mad all the time. I don't want that to happen. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm still liked by the team and bring value to the team, and not on a podcast moping about I'm so lonely <laughs> in my job. <laughs> I think you uh, you're you're productive, and you started by being polite. Did you start by being Did polite? I? Were you polite? To See, me? I'm curious how our interactions originally started because i mean i talked to you on my first official day at at Mm -hmm. phase two and like you gave me my first ticket and stuff and all of that so i think i might have was like super quiet and just like yes sir thank you sir (laughs) but i don't know i think through another coworker that i was going to school with at the time i think that that helped bridge the gap yeah, then maybe that's what it is. I need an in. I need somebody to give me an in with the cool kids at Wayfair. I mean, you definitely don't even need to get in with the cool kids. You just need somebody you can cry to, right? I need somebody who I can whine to. That would be that would be nice. It's always nice to have somebody that you can complain to and who gets it because they work there too. True. True. And then you could start a podcast with them and then I'm off off of this horrible train yeah. i'm just gonna bring them on on this podcast and then you have to listen to us that would be pretty funny have like the old developer and the new developer from the different companies you're the old developer well i'm the developer from the old company how old are you i said mid-30s i don't believe that i want to see a driver's license no you can't do it you remember in new girl when reagan was like scoping everybody out and she was saying Nick's deal is that he honest to God might be 50 yes I think that's kind of your deal too I'm not I I would not be very surprised if it turned out you were like in your mid 40s but how and why like what what reasons explain um I don't know I don't know why it's just just you can't just you can't just like throw that out there and just like yeah this is why I believe (laughs) yeah that's how it is I mean I wouldn't I would, <laughs> I would be surprised from the point of view of like you lied to me for eight years and I believed it, but I wouldn't be surprised from the point of view of like your your get off my lawn vibe and your uh your old man sensibilities. <laughs> you mean like yeah, I don't know, I guess maybe. I, uh, I I always hung out with like older people and stuff growing up, so maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe my mentality aged quicker than my I feel body. Like my deal is that I honest to God might be 16. Why? Why 16? Because I'm not grown up yet, man. Are you kidding me? I feel like not even. I feel like this is a scary conversation to be having with somebody that has four children. Yeah, that just that hammered it home even more. I feel like my 10 year old is in a lot of ways more mature than I am. I'd, I could guarantee he is. Yeah. He's definitely a lot more politer. <laughs> more <laughs> yeah, polite. He... 
he's very polite yeah and he's very just like responsible and you know deals with crap that needs to be dealt with and reads people well he's actually curious and gracious and accepting yeah and he works hard when he needs to yeah you are definitely not his father yeah i'm not really sure where that came from i think i'm more like the youngest who just runs around peeing on everything (laughs) (laughs) probably uh good old jj jj so now Man, I have my to... phone is blowing up. What is going on? Did you cause you a major what? a major side outage? No, I did not. What did you cause? Not that. What were you saying? I don't know, man. I have to figure it out. I gotta like, I gotta figure out if if I'm feeling bleh because I have too many meetings, or because I don't have a best friend at work, which apparently is a thing, or because I just don't want to work at a big company or. Or what it is. But I gotta get to are the bottom doing, of it. Are you doing anything in between your meetings? Just like work that I like, have to do. So like if you have ten meetings in a row, you're just going from one meeting to the next. You're not like getting up and like Oh yeah. Stretching no. or doing anything. Yeah, just straight through. Because usually one ends like a minute after the the next one's about to start, so I don't really have time. I don't know, man. I think you need to break it up somehow. At least try that. At least to get through the week. Like, how, though? Just turn off your camera for, like, the last five minutes of whatever meeting, and then just go do jumping jacks or something. I don't know. Go, like, throw your kid on the trampoline. And come back. Off. Yeah. I, hmm. I wonder if I should try schedule, like, little 15-minute blocks and pretend they're meetings. Maybe that would be good. Something like that. Yeah, I would. I would think, I mean doing any job just consistently straight through and then only having a lunch break is it's just gonna be shitty unless you're purposely doing it to meet like a deadline or whatever yeah that would suck too yeah i don't know man i don't know i don't know i don't know what to do i don't have to think about it i don't like this feeling though you could stop being a pansy about it do you ever just feel crappy and you can't really like exactly put your finger on why Mm, i can generally point out things that I need to change or, you know, scenery that I need to change to fix my problems or at least adjust my problems. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This, this does feel kind of like when I burned out like two or three years ago and I never really figured out what that was about either. I just kind of didn't do much for a month and then it felt better. Is there maybe a sense that you thought this career path was going to be a certain thing and now you're hitting this wall that you didn't expect? And you're like, the wall is just the reality of what this career path is going to be. And then maybe that's a little heavier than you thought. I think that's a part of it. So, like, I think there are parts of it that I really like. I really like working at a product company and not dealing with clients. I really like managing people who I'm also on their team and I'm like an actual manager and I can, you know, decide things that make a difference for them and have power and see them every day, like how they're doing. I really like that. Um, I don't know what I expected about meeting load. I feel like I, I have more meetings than like the average manager. So I think I'm just doing something wrong. I need to figure that out. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, I maybe, think, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say maybe reaching out to like other managers that aren't in your like, what was it? Horizontal mentoring group or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just being other people more and more throughout the company might help with that. Just casually talking about shit that you're running into or just like, 
how do you handle your time management with all the meetings and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm looking at a, a peer manager's calendar right now, and it's like nowhere near what mine looks like. Yeah, I'm curious if you are doing too much, like you're over-engineering your own mm-hmm. destruction. Yeah, I think that's probably probably pretty accurate. I think the big thing, though, is just is the number of people. Like, I, I wasn't sure what I would think about working at a company with 30,000 people, um, but I'm pretty sure it's not my jam. I think even if I did have, like, a best friend and, you know, I had a reasonable schedule and stuff, I just still wouldn't like that as much as a company where I kind of know, you know, like, I recognize every name and most people know me and stuff. Right. You you want to know everyone from the CEO down to the interns, essentially, mm-hmm. as much as possible. Yeah, I, I like for I like for the entire company to feel like home, maybe instead of just like one small section of it. So you need like the full wubby, not just like a small wubby. I need the full wubby, yeah, because that way I can jump from here to there and talk to whoever, and it's just like you know, it's all easy and comfortable. Right, super easy and comfortable, cushy life. You need you need the cushy <laughs> easy life. You can't you can't survive in the real world. I hear. I hear your tone (laughs) (laughs) and I understand what you're saying. And I, I know that this sounds like choosing comfort over courage, but I don't know if this is a growth thing as much as a, like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if the fact that there's 30,000 people instead of 200 means that I'm growing more or just that I'm not having as much fun and feeling as much at home without any tangible benefit to it. Or maybe that you lack experience in something that you should really start venturing towards like what though not being a pansy not qqing all over this podcast about how lonely i am what's qqing oh like the the eyeball things yeah yeah well yeah so i mean a little tangent but that qqing man that was so fun when that was like a an online insult thing qq more noob (laughs) anyway um but yeah, apparently it also means quick question, and they like to use it uh, at uh, my current client's place. They use it for, like, everything. So they're like, QQ, and then a question, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're not crying. It just means quick question. <laughs> There's the question. Yeah, that's tricky. That's like my, my first ever boss. He would just, you would ask him a question, and he would just send back the letter Y. And for a long time, I didn't know if he was saying Y, like W-H-Y, or yes. And so I just had to... <laughs> I, I yeah, it took me forever to like actually feel confident about it. What was like man for about? a really long time? Every time I would text, I would text everything. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like abbreviate anything. Type any yeah anything. Like even LOL, I'd usually just do ha ha ha. Or like very few times I'd do like LOL or what the fuck if I was like mad about something or whatever, uh-huh. or, like just something really quick. But like I would intentionally try to write out everything as much. And, but recently i've been like misspelling things and abbreviating everything and just, i don't care whatever my texting's gone to shit yeah do you do that on work chat too uh i abbreviate on work chat but just like the common ones that you know everybody knows like idk for i don't know and stuff like that yeah i've i uh i have a i don't know if it's a bad habit or if it's actually helpful but like i always kind of subconsciously judge people who don't type professionally in work chat you know, like a big one for me is just like lowercase I am for I'm instead of like uppercase and with the apostrophe and stuff. I'm like, if you can't type an apostrophe, then do I really want you managing like millions of dollars worth of infrastructure? You know, like, do I trust <laughs> your 
your ownership and organizational skills. And it's really funny with your old manager who he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the thing is like you run into edge cases of people who just who can't do crap like that or just choose not to or something and are actually like amazing at their job. And so but as a general rule, I think it serves me pretty well to to get like a just a rough gut check on somebody as a as a coworker based on how fastidious they are in their typing on work chat even though edge cases exist i guess i mean like kind of like a prejudge type of thing i don't know mm-hmm. that seems weird i do i do think less of people that just like oh man the one the one that gets me the most is when you do like every other letter capitalized <laughs> Just for like a full sentence or phrase, that one I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm I'm going to try to not talk to you, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty rough one. All but right. I definitely haven't seen that at work, not un- or not intentionally. Tell me intentionally, yeah. Tell me, uh, I'm looking at these. Tw- this, so I mentioned the twelve questions earlier. I'm curious how you feel about these. Tell me on your current project or like you know your current job, uh rate it one to five maybe one is really bad five is really good do i know what is expected of me at work uh i mean if we're talking for the company of five if we're talking about for the project it's closer to a three maybe a four okay that's pretty good uh do i have the materials and equipment i need to do my work right is that easy five uh it's actually a four for the the project I mean, that, there's weird permission stuff and whatever all the time. So. Oh, yeah. I guess it's not really equipment, but for yeah, it counts. our job, it is. All right. This one's, this one's more interesting. At work, do I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day? No. Do you have a specific thing you do best? I mean, God, um, be productive, right? But like Ooh. every day I do get stuck in meetings and held back and stuff. So I, I, would, I would have to ding both, I would say. Hmm. Okay. So just the, the the interruptions makes that a no. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty rough, man. Okay. Uh, in the last seven days, have I received recognition or praise for doing good work? That was a tricky one for me. I I don't know if I did or not. I mean, I I could have. I uh, yeah. I guess I guess we got called out. Like yeah. I guess there there are times I don't recognize that stuff myself as as much as other people are. Yeah, should. it's not a big deal for you. Yeah. Right. Does my supervisor or someone at work seem to care about me as a person? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I would hope so. Is there someone at work who encourages my development? Not anymore. Y'all left. Um, Man, I didn't encourage crap. Not, well, not you, uh, but like the the small exodus that happened there. But I guess not. uh, I haven't remade the connections that originally had, so it's partially on me. Like, I... You know, like the you know my old mentor left and everything like that too. So yeah, people who put who just casually push me when I'm talking to them about my day or random thing, I'm like, oh, what about this? Check this out. Oh, you should try this type of stuff. Are you are you missing it? Uh, I mean, this is honestly the first time that I've thought about it, but uh, I could see I could see it as something missing. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it worked. In my opinion, seemed to count. I mean, I would, I would ding both. Um, I, I would think much less on the project than, and and you know, just less. It'd be like a four for work, the company. Okay. 
Uh, does the mission slash purpose of my company make me feel my job is important? Nope. Yeah, that's a tough one in an agency. Well, I and kind of like what we talked about um, with uh, Mikey Dub was the Mikey Dub. I I don't connect myself to like work and projects and clients and stuff like other people do, or some people expect everyone to. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm, I want to go down that rabbit hole, but I'll I want to get through these first. Uh, are my coworkers committed to doing quality work? I mean, I think so. I would hope so. I mean, you would know if they, you know, if they were doing crap work and fine with it. Like you've been there before. Yeah. But what if I'm the one doing crap work and fine with it, and nobody's calling me out on it? Well, then they're not committed. Mm. But you would know if you're doing crap work. You've been around the block. <laughs> you've seen crap work. You recognize it. It's true. Uh, do I have a best friend at work? No, not really. I mean, that that's also a weird one for me, right? Best friend at work. Like, I have a best friend, and then I have really good friends, and then sometimes work friends fall into the really good friends category. Do you think you have any any friends at work right now that you are, like, sure you would keep in touch with if you quit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's kind of the great thing about... about I don't know how all agencies are, but but this one is like, uh, you just make connections with people. And I've been here long enough that we've, we've built at least just, if anything, more acquaintance types relationships where just like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, how's the family? Cool type stuff. I mean, I that's the type of relationship you just described is not the kind of thing I would expect you. Like, I wouldn't expect you to still be talking to those people after a year of not working with them, you know? I think you'd be surprised. Like, I will... So we've kind of talked about this where I don't really miss people, but sometimes like somebody will pop up into my head and I'll hit them up on Facebook or be like, hey, just thinking about you, hope everything's well, blah, blah, blah. And like I maybe haven't talked to them in a year or something. All right. How about this? If you uh, if you picked like your, I don't know, like seven ish best friends, do any of them seven ish closest friends, do any of them work with you? Man, just even creating that list is is weird. Yeah, it's hard. It's just, a lot of people do. Just after like, no, I, I mean like, I do have good friends at work. Yes, still. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. Like the the pool of good friends is too big for me to count six of them from there. Like just in general, because then I have like a lot of really good friends from you know Hawaii still and stuff like that that I'm still in touch with that would fall into that top seven. Mister Braggy Pants over here with all the friends. Share some with the rest of us, jerk. You're the one with all the friends. What are you talking about? Everybody have, worships you, remember? I have family and one friend. You have a friend? Is it JJ? <laughs> I have family and one guy I do a podcast with. There you go. That sounds about right. But you have your cult following. Nah, it doesn't count. You can't, I mean, it kind of does. It's a few people. I mean, they don't really talk to you very much, but once in a while... They have, I, I mean, I have like, I have pals. I have people that I kept up with for my last job. I talked to Eric this morning for like 45 minutes and just chatted and, and gather. Like that still happens. So, I, you know, I don't know. I have other friends. Um, yeah, the but the phrasing of it, do I have a best friend at work? Like that's just, that's another level. Yeah, that's definitely another level. Um, yeah, honestly, all my, it, it's, it's a weird pattern, but I'm sure it's just something I recognize because I'm so close to it. But like all of... My work best friends have all moved on in some form or fashion over the years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just stuff like that. It always makes me be like, oh, well, did I miss like a train somewhere? Or 
Am I just not seeing something that other people are seeing or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I always get worried about that. Like, why? What does everybody know that I don't know? Why are you all leaving me? It's it's like when you're out just walking a casual walk in a park or something, and somebody just sprints by you, and you're just like, "What are they running from?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was weird timing in that training today. The situation that we all like me and four other people talked about. Uh, one one of the aspects of it, I think I mentioned it, was that there was this um, it was this what was her name Abby. They were okay. So the team was originally Abby and Becky, a two person team, and they're best friends. And then in the new team, Abby was moving to a different team, leaving Becky behind, and then Becky would have three new coworkers. And I was I was trying to talk about like how do you deal with the fact that you now manage Becky and her best friend just got ripped away from her. And people didn't really seem to understand why that's a big deal. And meanwhile, I'm like freaking out because I don't have a good friend at work. Like this is like, you know, it's like <laughs> the very core of everything that I'm suffering with right now. And so I just kind of freaked out and I was like, imagine you're on a project with only one other person and it's your best friend in the whole world. And then they're gone. <laughs> like made this big deal about it. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, you're just a the sad baby in the corner. I had a full year, an entire year with my best friend. And just gone forever. You, you took her away. And so I felt all bad for Becky, and they and they were just like talking about how you know Becky might be upset because Abby got promoted and she didn't. I was like, screw the promotion. That's her best friend, <laughs> and she's gone. Who's she gonna talk to about her team anymore? So yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is a me thing, but it seems like a big deal to me. I mean, I, I do think that there's a line there, and perspectives matter for sure. I do think the fact that your job is in fact being the other in your company and part of your team makes it much more lonely than say a developer or whatever i mean we kind of hit on that earlier yeah yeah it's it's way worse like i i can't going back to the whole ridicule thing like i was kind of half joking but that seriously is like how i tend to bond with people is like we make fun of each other you know and it's funny and we have fun and laugh and stuff and i can't mock the people that report to me (laughs) because what are you talking about oh my god just show up to your stand-ups and be like what up idiots like you know what the hell you know i always used to joke with you and say you were fired yeah like i fired you months ago like imagine if i actually said like that to someone who i have the power to fire and it would just just, it would not be funny it would just be mad awkward sit in a one-on-one meeting like just before the other person gets there and when they show up just like oh i'm sorry i thought i thought we let you go (laughs) and then it would be like that that uh man i'm relaying everything back to the office but when steve Carell does it to pam when he's what? like pretending she's fired in front of oh uh, yeah yeah what's yeah, his in name? front of Ryan yeah yeah Ryan Ryan yeah that's right and then yeah. she's like starts crying and she's like I don't get it why like, yeah, gross misconduct <laughs> still still posted notes <laughs> yeah that's pretty good yeah 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 so I I figured out what your problem is um the problem is you're you're trying too hard and you need to take a lesson from Michael Scott. And start start managing Michael Scott style. Stop worrying so much, you mean? Yeah, and just start doing wild shit. Mm. Just run with all your stupid ideas until they hit brick walls. Alright, so I can't tell if you're serious, but I actually kind of like this idea. I, I mean, for entertainment value alone, <laughs> I would love for you to do this. <laughs> Truly. You want me to mock fire somebody? Think... I mean, like, start start joking around, I guess, or, like, 
um, start enjoying work again by being the 16 year old self that you want to be. Hmm. Do the one where you, you know, you put your hand down your pants and stick your finger out your zipper and then walk around like that. <laughs> I'm sure that one will go over super well. That's one of my all time favorite scenes from The Office. You're like, Phyllis, you say? <laughs> Did you so see Pam? <laughs> or or uh, Karen from behind? Yeah, that's a great scene. All right. <laughs> we got two more. In the last six months, has someone at work talked to me about my progress? Yeah, I had my annual review in the last six months. And that was like actually helpful or like a, a merit review i mean yeah it, it usually is it's it's like a a quick overall you know it's not like the manager reviews and stuff that we would do or like the the peer review reviews i guess but um yeah no it was like a 15 20 minutes talk good. about what's happening what's going on all right and this one feels like a gimme uh this last year have i had opportunities at work to learn and grow no never and there you go you need another job what it's clear no i mean i i mean you always learn the way at least the way that i i'm positioned at the moment because this project is just kind of wild and goes all over the place and you learn new things every day like so, today i learned a bunch of new things about react uh react navigation for react native that i never wanted to know <laughs> i hear that so i think the only one you you didn't answer positively was do i have the opportunity to do what i do best every day yeah but i mean i think it's kind of a biased view and i don't like meetings a lot as well yeah that's fair though all right i'm just gonna go cry alone now i'm done crying to you yeah just gonna end it on a somber note just yeah let's let's do a really sad countdown you ready okay bye three two one bye that was weird when i talk like this is it creepy? I don't know. You tell me. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, bye-bye. All right, I'm done with that. Okay, bye. Fucking creeper. I said bye. Tell me bye. Hi. Rude. I demand a sayonara. No. I demand an au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour. Aloha, ahuiho. What's a hooey ho? Figure it out. Fucking Google it. I don't know how to spell that. Educate crap. yourself. Son. A hooey. A H O O E Y H O E. And the top. Oh, oh, there were no results containing all your search terms. Well, obviously Hawaiian wow. is a crap language. Oof. I, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. Bye bye. I'm done with you for real now. <laughs> okay. Bye.